Thank you for this beautiful Mother's Day, and we lift up all mothers everywhere, and particularly we lift up our own particular mother and just we give thanks for the influence that our mothers had on our lives. Father, as Pastor Bill comes and, and shares the word, we ask that you empower him and give him the word and open our hearts and minds to his word in our lives. Father, as we receive this offering, we ask you to bless the gift and the giver. All these in Jesus' name. Amen. want to share just a moment about myself. I've been a pastor for over 35 years, 40 years in the ministry, and uh, just recently retired. And as I did, the Lord called me to uh, minister out at the Western Kentucky Veterans Center there in Hanson. I'm the chaplain there, and I have the joy of ministering to these men and to the staff as well. So it is a, a real honor. I say all that to say this. Would you pray for those guys? It's been a hard two and a half years and uh, things are, are still, you know, kind of tight out there as far as visitations and all that. But uh, we need your prayers. They need your prayers. Our staff need your prayers. So do that. And, and I'd appreciate that. Um, today being Mother's Day, I want to uh, say that I understand that some people here today are celebrating Mother's Day like we should. Moms are great and we love them. Uh, some people are not. We lost their mom. I lost my mom 18 years ago, and it still, you know, breaks my heart on Mother's Day to think about that, uh, not having her to call. But uh, let's celebrate moms today. Moms are the greatest. They, I mean, they do so much for us. Uh, you young people won't understand this. When I was in, middle, uh, in uh, junior high school, which you call middle school, junior high, we had a science class, and the teacher took all week long teaching us about magnets, you know? And uh, as, as the week went on, we, we learned a whole lot, I'm sure, but it, it seemed to be redundant. But then we had a quiz on Friday. And uh, the first question was, my name begins with an M. It has six letters and I pick things up. Who am I? 
Half the class got it wrong. You know what they said? Mothers. <laughs> Six letters starts with an M, picks things up. Uh, I, I would guess that sometime in this week, you as a, as a child went to mom and said, Mom, what would you like to do on Mother's Day? And a godly mother would say, I would like to see us all in church together, and that's why you're here. And I'm glad that she did that, and I'm glad that you're here, because the message today is for the children. So moms, just take it easy, sit back. You know, sometimes the preachers get on you on Mother's Day and tell you all the things you did wrong. No, not this week. Nope, nope. You guys just sit back. In fact, you want to stay awake a little bit so that you can elbow the kids when, when he, hey, he's, he's talking about there, you listen to him. So uh, you just get ready for that, but sit back and relax. But on Mother's Day, I want to share a message that would come from a mother's heart. The message is entitled, Every Mother's Prayer for Her Children. Now, I know that mothers are prayer warriors. Moms are the ones who pray for the family, pray for the children. They pray from before conception, and they never stop. I remember a story I heard about a little boy who tried to jump his tricycle over a ramp to jump all of his stuffed toys. He had them all laid out there in the, in the yard. And, and the picture I want you to get in your mind, there's the tricycle laid over on its side and the, the stuffed animals are all over the yard and he's sitting there, his knee is bleeding, he's holding it and here comes mom with a Band-Aid. And mom kneels down and starts to put the Band-Aid on and the little boy says, mom, are you gonna give me that prayer that you always pray? And she said, what prayer? He goes, you know the one, mom, the one that says, God help you if you ever try that again. <laughs> Moms are prayer warriors. And we have three things this morning I want to share with you very quickly. I want to get you out of here before all the white meat's gone from the buffet. But uh, I want to share three things that every godly mother is praying for her children. In fact, godly parents are praying these three things for their children. Uh, my text that I want to begin this morning is found in Proverbs chapter 23 and verses 24 and 25. It says, the father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. The father, thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she shall, that bear thee shall have joy of him him. Mom and dads, righteous mom and dads, godly mom and dads, they raise up children that do good things, that live good lives, righteous lives. The Bible says they will be overjoyed. The godly mother will have these prayers that we're going to talk about this morning, and when they get answered, when these things are fulfilled, that mom is overjoyed with your decision. So here they are. Number one, every mother wants to see their children saved. Every mother wants to see their children saved. Listen, doesn't, don't moms want everything good for their kids? They want the best for their kids. They want them to have the best spouse, the best job, the best place to live, you know, all of those things. Best place to live, of course, is right next door to mom. So they want the best. Why is that not true in heaven, for heaven? They want them to be saved. They want them to live the best possible life, and the best possible life is a life that is serving God. So parents are concerned about their eternity. My wife and I had the privilege of seeing all six of our children come to faith in Christ, to be baptized. And here's the thing, they didn't get saved and baptized because their daddy was the preacher. 
That, that, that wasn't it. First of all, they were saved because Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And the thing it is of it is, mom prayed for them all the time. That's why they were saved. Mom prayed for them. Mom took them to the word of God. I love to tell you that the third one, um, mom and nor dad led to the Lord. The oldest sister did. What a joy that was to have her lead her brother to the Lord. So that's what we want. Parents, godly mothers want to see their children saved. And beloved, that's the prayer of every mother. As we consider what is the best for our children, we realize that seeing them saved is the best. Now the biblical example that I have for you is found in 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is a letter Paul is writing to Timothy And uh, he talks about Timothy's mom and grandmother, Eunice and Lois. And here's what he said. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. So both his mom and his grandmom were, were Christians. They were saved. They were dedicated believers. And what did they want for Timothy? They wanted to see him as a believer also. So that's the way they raised him. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, verse 15, it says, From a child, Timothy, you, were, you have known Holy Scripture. From a child. How did he get to know Holy Scripture from a child? Mom, grandmom taught them, taught him the word. And Paul goes on to say, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. See, mom and grandma, they raised him up in the word of God. As a mother, Eunice taught Timothy the Bible and brought him up to believe. She couldn't believe for him. All she could do is live the example, teach them the word of God, pray for them. Moms don't take their children and drop them off at church. They bring them to church with them. You don't take them down for baptism. You take them to the foot of the cross. Because that's where they're going to find salvation. And it's the the desire of every mother for her children to have the best. And the best thing for them is to be saved. And that's what keeps a mother on her knees. Because she wants her children saved. Saved from the endless sufferings of this world. Saved for an eternity to be with their Lord and Savior. So here's what I want to ask. As you are here today and mom made you come and she may be elbowing you now, I want you to listen to me just for a second. Do you know for certain, 100% sure, that if you die today, you would go to heaven? So this is what she's been praying for. She wants you to hear the gospel. And the gospel is simple. It is so simple. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. We've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. But God directed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. And then what we have to do is confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. That's the simple gospel. Just believe that you're a sinner. And, and every one of us will know that for sure. But not only that, that we need a savior. That's why God directed his love toward us. So he sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross. Now the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And do you know how do you receive that gift? By prayer. Confessing with your mouth that he is God, that you need him as your savior. Ask him to forgive you of your sin. You do that today and you'll give your mom the greatest gift you could possibly give her. Better than the dinner you're going to provide later. Better than the foot rub she's going to get a little bit later. You notice I didn't say that when my wife was in the room. But we have a great gift that we can give our mom. We can give her the gift to know that, that we are saved, that we're born again. Now, some of you are saved, and mom knows that you're saved. She was there when you asked Jesus into your heart. She was there when you were baptized. Now, that mom also is praying for you because a mother not only wants to see her children saved, she wants to see her children serving the Lord. Now, still thinking about Timothy and his mother Eunice and grandma Lois, I, I look at this man's life and I see a life of service. A man who has dedicated his life to serving the Lord. And his life of service was due to his upbringing. Because he saw that in his mom. Now in the book of Acts chapter 16, Paul is talking about Timothy joining Paul in ministry. Getting with him and going into ministry. And he talks about all the things that, that he and Paul were able, Timothy were able to do. And in verse 5, this is what Paul says. So were the churches established in the faith and increased in numbers daily. This mother, like any Christian, wants to see her children serving the Lord. And she raises her child up in the scripture. She raises that child up in knowing the Lord. The, the child gets saved and now what does she want? She wants to see him in service. And that's where we find Timothy. He's going all over the place with the apostle Paul. And he's doing great ministry. Now when I say that, getting in ministry, I don't mean that you're, you're going to surrender your life to be a pastor or evangelist or anything like that. It don't have to be that. Might be. Could be. That would be all right. It might just be that you're going to become a Sunday school teacher, children's worker, youth worker. You're just going to get involved in the church somewhere. Now, I said to the morning service that a little bit of theology here. Um, you do not get saved or even stay saved by your works. You don't. But when you get saved, when you truly get saved, when you're born again and Jesus comes into your heart, washes away all your sins, you have to do something to serve. You just have that desire. Maybe it's in the choir, music ministry or something, but we got to do something. There's another mother in the scripture. Her name's Hannah. Her story is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now, this is a woman who had no children. She was barren. She couldn't conceive. And she's there in the house of God, and she's begging and praying for God to give her a child. And in that prayer, she dedicates that child. She's not even conceived, but she's dedicating that child, like some of the moms did here today. They're dedicating that child to the Lord. And, and in that dedication, she committed him to life service. So Hannah gets pregnant. Hannah has a baby, a little boy. His name is Samuel. You've probably heard of him a few times in the scripture. And Samuel is probably just a young child when she brings him back to the house of God and turns him over to the priest, to the, to the prophet, and says, here, I want you to raise him. Can you imagine that sacrifice, mom? Can you imagine just giving your child up? But see, she was committed herself. 
That's the way we need to be in our lives. We need to be the ones who show the example of our commitment. When we have a, a baby dedication like today, yeah, we're dedicating that child to the Lord. We're actually dedicating ourselves, just like you said. We're dedicating ourselves to raising you up in the love and admonition of the Lord. We're dedicating ourselves to praying for you. And as a church, we're dedicating ourselves to do all those things. Those moms were dedicated to see their child saved, to see their child serving the Lord. You know, moms, moms know how to sacrifice. They've done that since, well, conception. They sacrifice their sleep. They always put their child first. They feed you. They clothe you. Um, they let you crawl up into bed with them. They're there for you when you're sick. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean when the child gets sick? I get sick. I get sick just thinking about it. And, but mom, they can handle that. They can do that. And, and that's a sacrifice that they have done. They, they, they teach you. They protect you. They meet your needs. They spend time with you. Some, at some point in the day, even, even as right now, you need to lean over and give your mom a big hug for all the sacrifices she makes. I mean, I'll tell you what, thank you. God bless y'all doing that. It's, it's an absolute truth. So much sacrifice has gone into your raising. And you know what the moms are sitting here thinking? That was not a sacrifice. That's just what I do. They're dedicated. God bless them. So we want to see our children saved. We want to see our children serving. And thirdly, finally this morning, every mother prays to see her children sanctified in heaven. And by that, I mean that they're going to be in heaven with them forever. After all, we want what's best for our children. And what is better than heaven? There's, there's nothing better than heaven. Nothing can beat that. Because in heaven, first of all, there's no separation. In this life, the children leave the nest. Uh, we've just celebrated our empty nest. Annie joined here. My daughter Annie, she was here in the early service. Um, she, she was our last one to leave. And, and now, you know, we, we have the house to ourselves. It's so boring. It's so dull without Annie around. But, but that's what happens in this life. Separation. Kids, they grow up. They go off to college, they get married, they have families of their own. I've got kids in Florida and Muhlenberg County, Christian County, they're, they're everywhere, so we don't get to see them a lot. What, what's going on is that they have their lives to live, they have their children to raise, their jobs, their responsibilities, and we're separated from them. In heaven, there'll be no separation. Heaven's going to be a place where everyone will gather together and will be there with each other forever. Revelation 21, 4 says that God shall wipe all away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow. There will be no more crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. See, a mother knows that in heaven there's not going to be any more suffering. There's no more sorrow, no more pain. When, that, when, a, when a, that little boy got his knee all scraped up, mama scoops him up in their arms and, and they just hurt with the baby, you know? That's the way moms are. They know that in heaven, there's not going to be any pain. There's no more hurting, no more sorrow. God's not going to allow sorrow and pain in heaven. It's a perfect place. And that's where we're going to live. That's what she wants for you. Mom knows that in heaven there's no more Satan. The Bible tells us that. Can you imagine a life with no more temptation? 
No more sin, no more mistakes. You know, it's like the prayer I pray every once in a while. It says, Lord, I want to thank you that I haven't had the first wrong thought. I haven't done the wrong thing. I haven't said a wrong word. But in just a second, I got to get up out of bed and it's all going to go downhill from there. You know, we're we're all that way. But in heaven, no more temptation. Temptation that will pull that child's life into a miserable life. We know that there is a, a, a war going on in our lives today. A struggle, but not in heaven. All that temptation will be gone. Satan wants to turn your child's world inside out. But praise God, the Bible says that his end is certain and it is eternal, just like our home in heaven. And there will be a day when he'll be stripped of his power, never more to be allowed to hurt God's people. And God's will forever remove him from our presence. Heaven is a place with no more tears, no more crying. You know that that phone call you get in the middle of the night and oh, your heart just breaks, the bad news that comes with that phone call? No more tears in heaven, no more bad news. It's going to be just a perfect place. That that verse said, Jesus will wipe away all tears from their eyes. We will weep no more because we'll have perfect peace and perfect joy. Someone asked me, will we know each other in heaven? The Bible says we will. We will know each other in heaven. Mothers and fathers and and sons and daughters. Definitely, yes. In fact, in Genesis, when one of the patriarchs was dying, uh, Genesis 49, 33, said he was gathered to his people. He was gathered to his family. I believe that's the heartbeat of every godly mother. To have her family gathered together forever. So my question to me as we close is, how do you respond to your mother's prayer? Your mother has been praying for your salvation. She's been praying for your service to the Lord. She's been praying that we'll be sanctified in heaven forever. How will you respond? What will you do with Jesus today? If you're here today and you don't know if you're saved, if you believe that you're not saved, I want you to remember that gospel that we talked about, that we're all sinners, we're all in the same boat, we all need a Savior, his name is Jesus. And if you'll call on him today, you can be saved. What we're going to do is we're going to have an invitation in just a moment. If you'd like to talk to someone about your salvation, or you pray that prayer today and you want to come, make it public. Let mom know especially. If she's in heaven already, she's looking down, she's watching. She wants to see that happen. Now listen, if you're saved, if you're a born-again Christian, maybe you need to surrender your life to service of some kind. Again, we invite you to come forward and let, let the deacons know that you have a desire to serve here in the church. They'll get you plugged in. Whatever you need, whatever you need to pray, you come. As we go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these texts that we've looked at today. Thank you for the godly mothers that have been in our life and helped us in many different areas. I ask you, oh God, to let us now respond to the prayers of our moms. Let us give our hearts to you. Maybe someone to give their life in service. Let us all be gathered together in heaven one day. Bless your word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.